0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com
1: for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Alvarez, the Astros' DH, hitting 317, 417 on base
2: percentage, 26 homers, 76 RBIs. I'll tell you, Jordan's going to see a lot of lefties in the postseason. Any type of situation where they can bring a lefty from the pin, face Alvarez, are going to do it. Long set. Now the kick and the 3-2. And
1: Alvarez lifts this one down the left field line. Hit pretty deep. If it stays fair, it's gone. And that is a fair ball and into the Landrys Crawford boxes. Opposite field home run
2: for Jordan Alvarez. His 27th of the year. 4-1 to one, Angels. That gives Alvarez 50 homers on the year between Triple-A and the big leagues. He's a big bad man, Jordan
0: Alvarez. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up to get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team and our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9ASTROS.
1: Greetings from Minute Maid Park, where today the Houston Astros wrap up the home regular season schedule against the Los Angeles Angels. These two teams have split the first two games of this three-game set, with the Angels winning 8-4 to yesterday. Kyle Tucker, two doubles, an RBI and a run scored. Yordan Alvarez homered, but the Astros saw their win streak end at six games, while the Angels won for just the third time in their last 12 ball games. Astros 101 and 54, first in the AL West, four, seven games ahead of Oakland, and 31 games ahead of the Angels, who are fourth in the West with a record of 70 and 85. It's time for today's pitching matchup brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Well, Justin Verlander is on the mound for the Astros today and having another excellent season and a chance for some more milestones looking for his 20th win of the season and 11 strikeouts away from 3,000 in his big league career.
2: Yeah, that would make him just the 18th pitcher to ever do that and 14 of the first 17 are in the Hall of Fame. Uh, He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. There's no doubt about that. And Verlander, who better to be on the mound when you're trying to clinch something? The Astros' magic number down to 1 and who better than to have Verlander out there who's been magnificent uh, at home in September. We can talk about a lot of things during the course of this game, but nobody better to have on the mound today trying to clinch things for the Astros than Justin Verlander. Angels are going to counter with Jose Rodriguez. Not exactly a true
1: opener. He's expected to get about 50 pitches. And then Jose Suarez, who's been in the rotation for much of the year, is expected to follow him.
2: Yeah, we'll talk about Jose Rodriguez for a minute. He was about 35th on on the depth chart for the Angels coming into the season. And because of necessity, because of injuries and things like that, he got an opportunity, and he's run with it. He's pitched very well, and he's opened some eyes. So uh, he's very hungry to finish things off strongly. Uh, For Suarez, it's been a little bit different. He's really struggled. He's had an ERA over 8 in his last 11 appearances. Has probably better stuff than Rodriguez, but he's really sputtering at the end. He's just trying to get to the finish line.
1: Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, the Astros' magic number is at 1, and it has been at 1 since the Astros won on Friday as the A's... And Rangers series has gone the A's way so far with Oakland winning both of the first two games in blowouts, so no A's losses there. And meanwhile the Astros falling to the Angels yesterday, so trying to, to wrap up that uh, division spot and the Astros in a position with uh, a magic number of two over the twins to guarantee themselves whole field in the division series as well.
2: Yeah, that's gonna be big. So if the Astros are looking for any favors from the Oakland A's, they can forget about it. <laughs> yeah. They've won 15 of their last 18, and they're playing their best baseball at just the right time. So they're going to get into the postseason hot. Uh, they'll, they'll be in the wild card game. And uh, the Astros do have uh, Minnesota on the rearview mirror, also the Yankees by a, a slight margin. So uh, once you get this clinching done, it's little, little steps right now for the Astros, little baby steps right now is trying to win as many games as you can because you'd love to have home field advantage throughout. Coming up next, we'll chat as we do every Sunday
1: with Jeff Luno, Astros, president of baseball operations and general manager. But now this from your local station. Baseball season is back. And if you're at Minute Maid Park, head on over to the new Love Street Bar behind home plate for a wide selection of Carbach beers, including Love
0: Street Blonde, Papadillo IPA, and the Astros' very own Crawford Bach. Or visit us sometime at the brewery where we're open seven days a week. Learn more at CarbockBrewing.com
1: or find us on social media at Carbach Brewing. And welcome back. Robert Ford and Steve Sparks, please, will be joined by Astros President of Baseball Operations and General Manager Jeff Luno before the Astros take on the Angels and hopefully clinch. And uh, no better guy on the mound with your magic number down to one than, than Justin Verlander. And I know you guys have all sorts of analytics and look at all sorts of different things. But, I mean, a 36-year-old pitcher who is still as dominant as he is, a a chance to get to 3,000 strikeouts today, a chance for 300 strikeouts this year, which would be the first time he's ever done that in his illustrious uh, future Hall of Fame career. Is he just one of those guys you think that just kind of defies the aging curve for whatever reason?
3: I think he is. I think we're watching greatness right in fold in front of our eyes, and he'll be going for his 20th win tonight. No better person to have on the mound, hopefully getting a W when we, we, we clinch a third straight division title. And I'm excited for him. And the good news is that we haven't signed for two more years. So hopefully he's going to bring all he has in the postseason.
2: And and we'll see this again for another couple of years. Jeff, where are we at with Wade Miley? Four of his last five starts have been rough. Uh, I'm assuming he's going to get another start to try to get things going in the right direction.
3: Yeah, I talked about it with AJ last night. I think he'll get uh, one of those starts in Anaheim either uh, Thursday or Friday. And... I think we have to really take stock after that and figure out what role he plays in the postseason. Because up until his rough patch, it was clear that he was going to be our number four starter in right. the postseason. But um, now, you know, now that he's had these rough outings, you know, we obviously can't afford to take a chance like that. So we'll see. Hopefully, he's back. You know, it's it's really hard to pinpoint exactly what's going on yeah. because it happens early in the game and he doesn't throw a lot of pitches and he's out. Um, but you know, hopefully, he'll turn it around. We need we need a, a healthy and good Wade Miley in the postseason.
1: Jose Urquidy, meanwhile, he pitched three innings after Miley, and he's at 138 innings this year. That's the most he's ever pitched in his professional career. Uh, I know there had been talk earlier about maybe concerns about the, the number of innings Urquidy or maybe having an innings limit on him, but... I'd have to imagine at this point he has to be a candidate uh, not only to be on the postseason roster, but maybe even just to start a game. Where are you guys out on him?
3: Yeah, he is. And I think the reality is this guy had, you know, he Tommy John a couple years ago, so that's really our primary concern. He throws a lot, and most Mexican pitchers throw during the season and then during the uh, offseason. Right. So I'm not really worried about his health necessarily. We usually try and give guys a break after they come off surgery. But he's put himself in a nice spot, and we also took it easy the second half of August and, and most of September. So, we've sort of earned a few more innings, and if he can give us some innings the rest of the year
2: and potentially in the postseason because we think he's the best matchup, he'll he'll get them. Jeff, you were talking about last week the the balance there is between trying to go for that home field advantage and giving guys rest. What's the priority right now? How important do you think it is to get home field advantage throughout?
3: It's important. It continues to be important, and I think you know the Yankees have a, a pretty soft schedule the rest of the way. They have to play two against Tampa, and we're hoping that Tampa maybe wins both of those games Uh and gives us a little bit of a cushion but it's important to us at the same time you know we had two off days this week we've got one off day tomorrow so there's some natural breaks built in and there's going to be a three to four day break after the season's over so and we've got a lot of guys on the roster so aj's doing a masterful job of whenever we're up or down by a lot bringing in the second team and letting the guys get some rest wherever he can even if he steals a couple uh innings here or there so he'll continue to do that but we are focused on getting the best record we're um you know we're tied right now with the yankees but we get the tiebreaker so every game matters and it seems like every night they the yankees are up there winning
1: you know getting some guys back now which is certainly a big key brad peacock activated today He's uh, been on the injury list with that shoulder issue that that has put him on the injury list twice this year uh ryan presley coming back on friday those are two key guys and presley getting into that game friday those are really two key guys in that bullpen and are, is there the the hope that there'll be enough time particularly for peacock to to show enough so that you have a pretty good idea of what you'll have uh in, a, in an october scenario from them
3: that's the hope but we're going to try to balance winning these games and obviously if we can get them into the game today we'd love to but uh, this game winning this game is important we want to clinch at home we want jv to get his 20th win and everything else that comes with it so we'll see if there's an opportunity if not maybe on tuesday or wednesday in seattle but you got Cole pitching on tuesday and you know it's it just keeps going so um if he can get two to three outings and he looks good then certainly a guy we're gonna we're gonna talk about um i think presley's a no-brainer and he should get three or four outings before the end of the season and he's looking good and then of course you know last night was kind of a tryout for postseason spots and Mm -hmm. uh, your did well and abreu did well and you know, Breu continues to impress us with that breaking ball and his just mound presence, and he doesn't seem to get rattled. So, that type of weapon is certainly someone we're going to have to look at for the postseason.
2: How challenging is it at this point right now that you could be playing one of four different teams to to get ready for them?
3: Well, right now we're focused on winning today and and you know, cracking the champagne open and enjoying the the division title, and then. You know, this is a really fun race to the finish. I've been watching the games in the National League and the American League, and every night seems like there's some drama. And that's going to continue. This kind of has a feeling that it's going to go all the way to next Sunday. So we're going to be prepared no matter who we play, you know, whether it's Minnesota, Cleveland, Tampa, Oakland. Um, Everybody has their own prep list of who they'd rather play. But the reality is we just want to win the division and have home field that first round and hopefully get it second round if we – we're able to and then we'll take our chances you got to beat them all to to win it all
1: joined by Jeff Lunobi for the Astros play the Angels in the the final regular season home game for the Astros and you know we kind of alluded to it in the last segment talking about a postseason roster and obviously uh, still a lot of different scenarios in terms of who you might play Uh, just kind of looking at things as they stand right now how much of that postseason roster do you think will be dependent on who the Astros play and how much of it do you think is going to be more or less the same regardless of of who the Astros see in the division series?
3: I think we've probably got 22 to 23 locked in no matter what, and then it's those last couple spots, whether it's an extra bench player or an extra pitcher, and who it is, and do we want speed? Do we want a pinch hitter, right or left? Do we want a weapon in the bullpen that can get righties out or lefties out? And I think those are the things that matter because the profile of Minnesota versus Oakland, for example, are very different. So we might make different decisions.
2: One of the things I love most about this team is the fact that the left-handed hitters in this lineup hit lefties so well. So it makes it a lot tougher for the opposing manager to try to match things up. But can you talk about... Maybe when you looked at a Michael Brantley or or some of these guys, when you acquired them, was that one of the prerequisites?
3: It is. And I think, you know, we're seeing that with Tucker, we're seeing it with Alvarez and and Reddick as well. The reality is, when you're in a situation and you have a left handed hitter coming up, an important part of the game, and, and the other team has a left handed specialist, and most of them do you create a huge disadvantage for yourself and you force your manager to make some moves that he wouldn't have to make otherwise. And so the fact that he does not have to pinch hit for Brantley or Tucker or Alvarez or, you know, mostly, most of the time, not Redick either, um, that's big because it means that we can save that, that pinch hitter or that pinch runner for later in the game when it's more important.
1: Yeah, and to that point, you know, Jordan Alvarez, Kyle Tucker, both getting to the big leagues for the first time this year. They've both done very well against lefties. Alvarez and OPS over 1,000. Is there something you guys identify with minor league guys or something you can work on with left-handed hitters in the minor leagues that maybe helps them in that regard? It's just a matter of just getting them out there to face them.
3: Yeah, it's getting them out there to face them, having the right plan against left-handed pitchers, and getting experience. And we don't shy away. We tell our minor league managers, if you've got a lefty hitter, you got to expose them to as many lefties as possible. So they're not platooning in the minor leagues. Quite frankly, they're not platooning here. You're seeing Kyle Tucker get a lot of starts against lefties right now. That's intentional because we know in the postseason if he's on the roster, when he comes up to pinch hit, they're going to bring in a lefty, and that's who he needs to to get the hit off of.
2: You guys presented your minor league players of the year yesterday on the field, and it was Abraham Toro, who who we know quite a bit about now. But Kristen Javier, who was the minor league pitcher of the year last year, he was down there. Tell us a little bit about him and, and how he was yesterday.
3: Well, first of all, he, looked, he was very well dressed in a great. suit. He yeah, the and bow tie. Extremely polite and speaks perfect English and perfect Spanish. Got a chance to meet his mother. You know, he's a guy, we love his stuff. In fact, there were several people on our staff that were advocating that we should add him to the roster this uh, September yep. because they think he can get big leaguers out and good big leaguers out. Doesn't blow you away, but has really good movement and shape on all of his pitches and good command of his pitches and strikes out a bunch of guys. Has moved up several levels this year. A lot of our guys, it's interesting. You see Abreu on the mound last night in the big leagues, and he started in Fayetteville, and Javier also went three levels. And, you know, these guys are moving fast through our system, and it's a testament to Pete Batilla and all the coaches and and coordinators that we have in the minor leagues that are making these guys. You know, he was not signed for a huge bonus. These are guys that are low-bonus guys that that have turned into top prospects. And if we keep churning out guys like Christian Javier, we're going to have a real bright future.
1: Another guy you helped churn out was Patrick Sandoval, who started against the Astros yesterday for the Angels, uh, acquired in the trade. Uh, for Martin Maldonado the first time you got Maldonado last yeah. year, and you know he was 11th round pick, got a huge signing bonus to forego his college commitment coming out of high school in California. What were those conversations like last year? We, you know obviously you were trying to get, uh, a catcher and trying to get maldonado uh i'd imagine it had to have been tough to give up sandoval who was a guy who kind of like what you talked about had jumped several levels last year
3: yeah he had and you know we did give him a big signing bonus out of high school so we knew that there was a special left-handed arm there and it took him a couple of years to develop but once he did uh he hit, he was on the radar for a lot of teams and you know it was tough it was definitely tough to give him up it's always tough to give up a young pitcher with upside like patrick but to get Martine in here last year, we knew that we needed to stabilize behind the dish and, and give, you know, McCann somebody to pair with that would have an opportunity to help us in the postseason. And, you know, Maldonado came in here and hit a whole bunch of big home runs for us, hit a home run in the series against Cleveland. And then, you know, unfortunately, we weren't able to get past the Red Sox, but he was a big part of our success last year. So you look back on it and you realize it was worth it. Um, but it's always interesting and and mixed emotions when you see the guy on the mound. Yeah. And didn't like when he pitched behind Yuli, but other than that, I thought he had a good day.
2: Last thing, Jeff. Boston Red Sox aren't making it to the playoffs. What does that tell you about how hard it is after making that long run the previous season to, to get back into the postseason and and just continue what you have because it's yeah. there is a hangover, isn't there?
3: There's a huge hangover, and not just in terms of the distraction mentally during the off season and all the events you have to go to and all that, but just sort of coming into spring training and gearing yourself up again for getting the whole thing started and. You know, AJ did a really nice job two years ago of getting our guys focused, and we actually had enough personnel changes turnover yeah. Cole coming in and some other players coming in that, that hadn't won a championship yet, that they were hungry, and they didn't care about 2017. All they cared about was 2018 and, and beyond. So, uh, you know, we're going to continue to make sure that we s- support the organization long-term as well as short-term, and that's one of the fine balances that any GM has to try and come up with is, is how do you – maximize your chances of winning this year but without destroying your chances of winning in the future And it's hard to do you look at all the teams that have won championships in this decade and a lot of them are either not in the postseason or, or hanging on by a thread um, and so you know we're we're fortunate that this will be our third season where we've won 100 plus games and we've won the division and we have a shot to really take it off
1: all right jeff luno astros president of baseball operations general manager Hey, hopefully next time we talk to you, it's Steve Sparks in the clubhouse and you're covered in champagne later. That sounds good. All right, we'll be back with more of Astro Launch after this.
4: Astros fans, whether you're enjoying the game at your favorite sports bar or at Minute Maid Park, please make sure you plan ahead for a safe ride home. From your friends at Silver Eagle Distributors Houston and Budweiser. A swing and a long one. Home run, Paul DeYoung. Left center field. Back-to-back jack. The Cardinals have taken the lead in the ninth. Craig Kembrol is serving up batting practice.
1: Let's take a look around Major League Baseball. This team's race for the pennant brought to you by Apache, Apache Corp, exploring what's possible. Well, When you're in a dogfight uh, trying to get into the postseason, every one loss seems like ten losses because of how meaningful these games tend to get in September. And you look at what the Chicago Cubs have done. Mm -hmm. They've lost their last five in a row, including the last two to the St. Louis Cardinals. Those two teams are playing again today. And the Cardinals, uh, one of the teams that, that they're chasing. So the Cubs right now, they're on the outside looking in. In, six games back in the division and now three games behind the Brewers for
2: that second wild card. And they've lost those, those type of games where – uh, it really hurts the next day because yeah. they've had the lead late. It wasn't Tony Kemp's fault because Tony yeah. Kemp put him ahead <laughs> uh, going into the ninth inning with a, a dramatic two-run home or So uh, former Astro doing great things once again. So everybody pulling for Tony. But uh, right now the Cubs don't look like they're going to be able to get to the finish line and make it to the postseason. That may cal- cost some people some jobs. Yeah, certainly it's
1: been talked about for a long time that it's unlikely the Cubs are going to extend Joe, Joe Madden's contract, their manager, of course led them to the world series in 2016 there
4: comes a time
0: in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up to get back to the top and build a legacy if we grind together we can take it back our team and our city this is why we play this is who we do it for take it back For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9ASTROS.
4: Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story and one of the best